Springfield's Talk 1041 and a good Thursday morning, everyone. My name is Nick Green. Streaming live, KSGF.com and on Facebook. Video feed there. Yes, Mr. Pruitt, I know it's Thursday, though I have plaid on. A big wave to you from Sarah Myers. This who's sick, sick, yes, sick lady. What's up? What's, What's up, up with you? We got our big day tomorrow. I know. I'm really excited. Well, and uh, you know, a day of, of traveling around and and visiting local businesses and coming on air with them and talking about gift ideas and then our big happy hour. That's right. Now, we start off with heroes breakfast, free breakfast for veterans, scramblers, yes. six to nine a. Uh, and then we have our uh, happy hour at the end of it, Retro Metro. We're going to give away all those different items to somebody. And it's our last happy hour of the year, Christmas happy hour. And I cannot yeah. believe that. I was like, that's a lie. And I'm like, no, I guess it is, isn't it? Yeah, it absolutely is. Cam's going to be there. So those of you who um, are going on The Great Escape, or maybe you've gone on past Great Escapes, or you just you know want to see Cam because she's awesome, you can come by and, and uh, she's going to be there. Uh, uh, and I, I don't know who else. Who knows who else will be there? I'll Are be there. Are you going to wear Sarah a uh, ugly sweater? Well, no, I was planning on wearing the uh, shirt oh, you yes, got me that's for right. that's Christmas right. you told me last that. year. Yeah, that's that's my plan. Okay. To do that, maybe I'll wear a nice jacket over it or something. Okay, you know? cool. So that's what I'm I'm, I'm going to be wearing that. And what are you wearing? I'm sure um, I, I feel like we talked about this yesterday, but neither know. of us really listened to I one bought another. an ugly sweater for happy hour last year for our Christmas one. So I might wear that one again. Okay. Yeah. I have one that I don't know that I've ever worn. Last year I wore the one of them that my mother-in-law gave me for Christmas. She every so often gives me these ugly sweaters. And I just I never wear them. And so I did last year. At our happy hour, and um, but but I do I'm gonna, I want to wear that shirt because I love that shirt that you got me. It's one of my favorites, but I don't want to wear it <clears throat> outside of of uh, this season because it'll lose its specialness. Right. And, well, and I'm glad I'll, you love it. But I haven't I haven't my closet, and I see every once in a while I'm like, ooh, can't wait for Christmas so <laughs> yep, I can wear it. Twenty more days. Yep, that's it. Fifteen. So <laughs> exciting. I'll wear it to our holiday party for the office party too. Oh, very good. So now I have th- at least three instances: our happy hour tomorrow at Retro Metro, our internal company ki- Christmas party, and then uh, Christmas Eve and/or Christmas Day. Maybe maybe four times. Nice. There we have it, everyone. Uh, we do have author of the week sponsored by ABC Books on North Glenstone. Coming up in the eight o'clock hour, and we've just just we got some great audio. Um, it's a Kamala Harris audio and a Joe Biden audio day. Um, Kamala Harris, I, I'm just telling you, <laughs> it's it's, a, it's a, I was I was laughing out loud. I was genuine. Now, not huge gahoffs or anything, but she's <laughs> she's asked a number of different questions. One is about Joe Biden's age. And I it is she goes so overboard in portraying him as the smartest man in the world. Oh, it's I was laughing because it's listen, it's one thing to be like, "Hey, you know what? Uh, you guys don't necessarily see uh, what I see and and you know, hey, when you get up there sure. 
you lose just a, a little bit of sharpness. But you know what? Everyone, other world leaders do as well. So it's not like we're at some sort of disadvantage. In fact, for someone his age, he is on top of his game. It, you know, at least a person could convince themselves if they wanted to. Well, okay, I guess I can see that perspective. But that's not what she does. She makes him sound like he is the single sharpest person on the planet that runs rings around other world leaders. And she says it with what's funny is it's one of the few times she's not cackling. So she's saying it with a straight face. And and the the the, this the moderator (laughs) after she answers the question, he's like, well, let me ask it another way, because it's just so clear Everyone knows, right? I I mean, that's the thing about it. Everyone knows. And so hearing that sort of answer, even if it's coming from a journalist that that is a a lefty asking the question, it's still somehow unsat. Like, you know what? You've got to figure out a way to answer that that is just a little more realistic. So let me me ask the question this way. One of the questions he asked is, if if you felt as vice president, and I, I love the question, it's a good question, and her answer is just hilarious. Uh, he says, well, okay, um, let's say as vice president, uh, you noticed that something was wrong with Biden. Do you, would you tell everyone... <laughs> <laughs> and then they ask her some other questions, and all it does is once again highlight that she's an idiot. Um, and what a sad state for this country that one of the two political parties see her as the go-to, one of the one of the very very small handfuls of go-tos. Uh, her and Gavin Newsom, essentially, that's it. If in fact Joe Biden is incapable of carrying out his duties. Uh, whether it's running for re-election or otherwise. And so their choice is, look, Kamala Harris, she's a bumbling idiot. And Gavin Newsom, who has presided over the decline of what should be one of the greatest states in this country, a a state in which, I mean, it's just, it's got beauty, uh, beautiful people, celebrities. It's got beautiful weather. It's got mountains. It has beaches. California really genuinely has every component to be the single greatest destination in the country potentially in the world and so i mean if you like a variety there's something for everyone and people are fleeing that state in droves and the democrats put you know their other sort of go-to like if something happens we got two choices these are our best and it's the guy who's presided over this this state as it has crumbled before the world's very eyes, this is who they have to offer up. Meanwhile, Republican voters, I mean, they're so afraid, the Democrats of the clear choice of Republican voters, they're trying to throw them in prison. I mean, these are the people in the Democrat Party today. Uh, I, I do want to, after the news, though, start off with... Audio of Elon Musk. Now, Elon Musk makes the news quite often. He's someone that we talk about maybe 10% of the time that he is making news headlines. He was at this same event being interviewed, and he was being asked about uh, these advertisers that were pulling their advertising for a number of reasons. And I'm telling you, it's not just the answer he gave in response to the advertisers pulling their advertising from Twitter. 
but it is the way that he gave it that just takes me from somebody that is a I, relatively indifferent to Elon Musk overall. There's certain things that he does and says I like, and then certain things that I don't care for necessarily, which is pretty standard. But that makes me just stand up and go, that is, that is why people love this guy. So all that coming up, the American Transmissions talk and text line is 447-KSGF, the latest news update. Good morning, everyone. I'm Angela Luna. The 19-year-old charged with the murder of Chavez Wynn will not be getting out on bond. Elijah Bedell is at the Greene County Jail, accused of killing Wynn and injuring his pregnant girlfriend in a drive-by shooting in downtown Springfield earlier this month. Several members of Wynn's family showed up to the hearing Tuesday. His girlfriend spoke in front of the judge, stating Bedell is a danger to the community and that she and Wynn had never met Bedell before the shooting. Two other teen suspects are charged in juvenile court for Wynn's murder. Bedell will be back in court next week. The man who helped Dennis Cleveland, the owner of Affordable Towing, tamper with the emission systems on tow trucks, was sentenced in federal court to the exhaust systems and monitoring devices. Cleveland took his trucks to Robert Dykes' business for alterations to the exhaust systems and monitoring devices. Dykes will be sentenced to two years of probation and fined $500 for his role. From Color 10 Studios, I'm Angela Luna. The first alert forecast from Color 10 Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Showers and storms this afternoon. A high today of 52. Showers and storms tonight. Low of 48. Mostly cloudy with a slight chance of rain in the morning tomorrow. A high of 52. <laughs> and you better watch out. The American Transmissions talk and text line 447 KSGF. Elon Musk, wealthiest man in the world, owner of Twitter, lashing out at advertisers who withdrew their spending from social media. This this was an event at a New York Times Deal Book Summit. And this is not an event that I necessarily follow, but apparently they have what they consider to be influential newsmakers type people and sit down and interview. And, you know, they, they try and um, uh, illustrate their intellectualism by having sort of a simplistic, this massive stage and just two, two simple little chairs. And they sit there and, and um, you know, these great minds that, that are there. And Kamala Harris happened to be one of them. It gives you any sort of indication as to their um, perception or standards when it comes to intellectualism. One of the individuals was Elon Musk. The background of this advertising pull by some of these companies was somewhat twofold. There were, there were these two events that happened at once. One, comments that he made that were being slammed as anti-Semitic. And I'll be honest, I did not delve into it too deeply. I read what it was that he posted that was being presented as anti-Semitic. And I thought to myself, this doesn't sound anti-Semitic. It sounds as if he is noting that the behavior of some of the people in Israel is a behavior in which, in terms of inviting, being so, what term do I want to use here? So um, 
well, naive, as to say we can all live together, essentially lefties, and inviting people into their world that hate them. And he he noted in the tweet that I suspect some of these people might be a little sorry now that this is occurring. And I thought, is this is this the tweet supposed to be anti-Semitic? Because to me, it seems as if it's sort of in defense of the Jewish people. Like, hey, some of you all folks need to wake up because in your attempt, or at least the attempt of some, to continually try to coexist with people who want to kill you, this is what happens. I I did not see that as anti-Semitic at all. I saw it as in the defense of the Jewish, even in spite of the fact that some of the population of Israel is and has been acting against their own best interest when it comes to some of these issues. I mean, we see it here. Let me put it this way. It is my interpretation of what he was saying was no different than when here in this country we note that when it comes to the inner cities we watch people with an 80 plus percent rate people of color vote for a political party that continues to screw them over now is it racist to say that i don't I, doesn't seem so to me it's like hey we're pointing out here ways for improvement you know you ought not be doing this to yourselves That was my understanding of the tweet. So I thought, "Ah, okay, whatever. Then there was this attempt by uh, which one? It was a a left-wing media outlet that we we talked. um, I don't think it was Daily Beast. Anyhow, it was one of these left-wing media outlets that set up a fake account and then um, created... uh, scenarios in which they could make it look as if some of these advertisers were having anti-Semitic things posted next to their advertising. So they they would set up a fake account and then like follow or tag or create anti-Semitic things and hit refresh, 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 refresh until an advertisement popped up from one of these big advertisers next to their, uh, um, next to their, uh, connection or the anti-Semitic tweets. And then they took pictures of it, and then they would call the advertiser saying, oh, do you know that your advertising is being placed next to... So they they created these fake scenarios uh, misleading the advertisers, and then the advertisers turn around like, "Uh, no, we didn't know that was going on. It wasn't going on until they made it go on. And then they pulled their advertising. And this is where Elon Musk said, I'm going to sue you. And you have the attorney general in Texas, as well as here in Missouri, Andrew Bailey, that are saying, yeah, that looks like potentially something illegal was going on here. And so they're looking into it as well. It's a combination of these things occurring that caused a number of these advertisers to pull their advertising. Elon Musk was asked uh, was asked about this. And while the headline has gone around over the last couple of days. I don't think you really truly genuinely get a sense of where Elon Musk is coming from until you hear the audio when he is asked about it, and it goes as follows. Apology tour, if you will. That this had been said online. There was all of the criticism. There was advertisers leaving. We talked to Bob Iger I hope today. they stop. You hope? Uh, don't advertise. You don't want them to advertise? No. 
What do you mean? If, if somebody's going to try to blackmail me with advertising, blackmail me with money, go f*** yourself. But go f*** yourself. Is that clear? I hope it is. Hey, Bob. Here in the audience. Well, well let me ask you then. That's how I feel. Don't advertise. Uh, is that just not so refreshing? It is refreshing. And w- part of what I find so refreshing is, to me, my interpretation is it's not his position here. It's not out of anger. It's almost you can hear frustration and just exhaustion. Like Just stop. Don't advertise. Go blank yourself. And then you get the the moderator here with the the New York Times. He he doesn't even know what to say because that's not how you're supposed to respond, of course. You're supposed to dance around it or you're supposed to apologize or half about, you know, you're supposed to and and or go on some sort of rampage against them. And Elon Musk and, and this is. I'm telling you, it, this is what needs to happen with CEOs all over the country. But many of them, of course, are left wing, so they're part of the problem. But those that that instead back down in fear. He he just he, he just doesn't have any use for it. You want to extort me with money? Go blank yourself. And then he has he repeats himself because he sees that there's just like so whoa, you can't just be dis you can't just not care. See, this is supposed to hurt you. You're supposed to be really angry. And and that's a large part of the reason the left does these things. Because they're vengeful, they're angry individuals, they want to punish, they want you to feel pain. That's what motivates them. It is a a thirst for you to feel pain it is a thirst for you to feel anguish if you do or say something that they don't approve of so there is a level of you know they're perplexed to some degree when elon musk and it's not to say that he isn't angry about the whole thing but his overriding emotion here the way at least the way i interpret it and i can hear it in his voice is he's just exhausted with it i don't care go f yourself and then he repeats it slowly and he in the visual the video he utilizes the body language in order to try and further get the point across when he says slowly and he, go f yourself i don't care why would I want to? I, I, I'm going to play it again for you because, one, it's just very enjoyable to listen to. But I, I think there's just so much more. The headlines, because he said, oh, well, he said the F word. He told them to go F themselves. But it, it isn't just a flip. It, it's this. I don't care anymore. Why would I want to do business with people who are trying to use money to extort me? I mean, when you think of it in that way. He does have the benefit of, presumably, or at least this appears to be his approach, and I don't know if it's accurate or not, to not need their money. That, of course, gives you certain liberties that not all companies have. And it's one of the reasons that 
that you do have these companies that aren't necessarily leftist, but they're fearful of the bottom line. They're fearful of uh, going broke because of these advertisers pulling out, whether it's because the advertisers are left wing or because the advertisers themselves are afraid of left wingers for whatever the reason. And he appears at least to have some level of confidence that he doesn't need them anyhow. Regardless of that, however... His perspective on it, that why would I want to do business with these people? They're clearly trying to extort me. They are trying to tell me. And, and it, you know, not even anything that's a genuine position, something that he feels, and I do as well, well, one taken out of context in terms of his earlier remarks, but a clear attempt to frame him and Twitter as doing something that wasn't being done. And then these businesses, uh, you know, just utilizing that or other outlets utilizing it in order to try to squeeze him or just to make him look bad to delegitimize the platform because he doesn't do what the left tells him to do and he doesn't, you know, he's not obedient. Why, why would I, why, why would I want to do business with these people? I don't want to. And this, of course, as you can imagine, is great. It's part of the reason, incidentally, so many people have a great frustration with Trump is that he doesn't care. He doesn't need them. He doesn't, he, he, he doesn't have to have their money. So he can, Trump can have that same sort of attitude. I don't need you. Oh, you're going to try to do that to me? Go away. I, I, I don't need you. You hold. It's like um, Jennifer Connolly's character in Labyrinth. You hold no power over me. That realization that she has that ends up breaking the power that David Bowie, the Goblin King, has over her is when she realizes you have no power over me. And that's the end of it right there. He loses the power over her because she realizes that the only reason you had power over me is because I allowed you to have power over me. Elon Musk, he's not that way. Donald Trump, he's not that way. Here's his comments again regarding the advertisers pulling from Twitter. Apology tour, if you will. This had been said online. There was all of the criticism. There was advertisers leaving. We talked to Bob Iger today. I hope they stop. You hope uh, don't advertise. You don't want them to advertise. No. What do you mean? <laughs> if, if somebody's going to try to blackmail me with advertising, blackmail me with money, go f- yourself. But go f- yourself. <laughs> is that clear? I hope it is. Hey, Bob. Here in the audience. Well, well let me ask you then. That's how I feel. Don't advertise. One other notation on this, as we are going to slide into Kamala Harris's conversation in the same uh, platform. It is amazing how what we are told are the smartest people in the world have such a difficult time understanding straightforward concepts. Someone like the moderator at this event, this New York Times event, can ask Kamala Harris questions and she can fumble around, 
bumble around, make no sense whatsoever, and they act like, oh, okay, all right, well, let me ask this way, let me, you know, oh, okay, and, and it, it, just the body language and the conversation makes it seem as if she's really making sense. Meanwhile, here you have somebody that can't be any more clear. Yet the intellectual on stage just perplexed. Well, I don't, I, well, I don't understand. Springfield's Talk 104.1. I'm Nick Reed. I want to read some of your text messages here coming up in a moment. We do have to get a traffic update. Apologies to the traffic folks. Ran just a little bit behind, but uh, a, a variation of responses on Elon Musk. And one asking the question, didn't he like, pay 40 k to eat lunch with the communist dictator? And I, I don't know if he was in that crew or not, but this does make a point that I want to touch on uh, about the left in particular uh, coming up here. And then we've got audio of Kamala Harris, uh, her full brilliance on display as she further tries to convince the world that Joe Biden is the smartest, sharpest man in the world. And he runs rings around all the other world leaders. Building Company, Golden and Weaver, new subdivision, Builder Incentives, brand new homes, Woodvale Subdivision is the name. You'll see the big Aller Building Company sign if you want to go through the development there. You say, oh, there's construction and, and trucks. No, it's fine. I mean, some of those homes are, are finished, ready. Some are waiting for the new owners to come to Aller Building Company's showroom floor and, and pick out all of the, uh, the things that make the house an actual home, that give it the personality, the Fixtures. You think about it generally if you have somebody over to your home for the first time, uh, if they are complimentary of things, it's not, well, I really love the floor plan or oh, I love where these support beams are. It's it's about the the countertops. It's about the backsplashes. It's the, the lighting. Those are the things that uh, make people go home and think, man, we need a new sink. And that's where Aller Building Company has the showroom floor that's so brilliant because of all of those things in one place. And with the builder incentives with these homes, it could be the perfect time for you if you're in the market for a brand new home. That's Aller Building Company, O-L-L-E-R. First alert forecast from Color 10, Fox 49, meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Showers and storms this afternoon, expected high of 52. Showers and storms tonight, low of 48, mostly cloudy with a slight chance of rain in the morning tomorrow, high of 52. We're playing audio earlier of Elon Musk, and this was a New York Times-hosted event. What's it called here? Deal Book Summit. And he was asked about these advertisers that would pull money or threaten to pull money if he didn't behave in a certain way and so forth, or in response to certain things that he would do or say. And uh, and of course, he the the point of this is that Elon Musk is supposed to be obedient. This is why the left does what they do. It is to force compliance. When people don't comply, it drives them. It just they go crazy. Donald Trump, an example of this. Donald Trump's a perfect example of it. That's why they're trying to put him in prison. Because they he he has declared through his behavior, you have no power over me. And they're so they're like, well, we'll find whatever power we can, which of course they are utilizing as best as they can through the, the courts. It's why they with rabid hatred <clears throat> cannot stand Elon Musk, because his attitude is And he said it when it comes to these advertisers. Go F yourself. 
And he went on further to explain, which is what I think is so important about this. It wasn't just some angry, well, because you're trying to tell me what to do. He asked the question, why would I want people that are trying to use money to force me to do or say things that aren't me? You know, why, why would I want to do business? Why would I want that in my life world? Pull your advertising. I don't want you advertising with if that's why you're doing it. Or if that's what you're going to use as a tool to try to tell me what to do, to try to make me obedient, drives the left nuts. When that happens, people that are not on the left get a great deal of pleasure from it. I'm one of those individuals. And it isn't pleasure just because somebody really stuck it to them. Because you are watching the uh, the way that these people need to be dealt with. This is how, if we're ever going to get back to a society in which we do not allow a few extremists that are crazy, scare people into compliance of thought and speech. This is the attitude. This is the approach that has to be taken. It has to be one in which I mean, it's, you know, earlier quoted the labyrinth and you have no power over me, but FDR, we have nothing to fear, but fear itself. That's what drives the power. That is, that that is the only source in which they get their true power. And that's the left. It is the fear itself. The fear that we're going to be canceled. The fear that people will stop buying our product. The fear that we'll, uh, you know, uh, lose all of our advertisers. It's fear, 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 fear. And so when people like us see Dave Chappelle or some of these others, though not perfect and perhaps not batting a thousand when it comes to dealing with these things, but they have those moments in which they demonstrate you have no power over me. I'm going to do what I want to do. If you don't like it, go blank yourself. It's like this through cloudy skies, that ray of sunlight in which we go, yes, this is how we bring the sunshine back. This is how we get out of the cloudy days. We do not let them have power over us. What others will note, though, talking specifically about Elon Musk, is this guy shouldn't be praised. He's not a conservative. And I don't think people generally, well, I'll give you my perspective. I'll just tell you where I'm coming from on this. When I see something like that, when I see Elon Musk push back like that, and I like it, and I share it, like, do you see this? It isn't because I think Elon Musk, I, I, it's not because, oh, Elon Musk is awesome, and here's another example of it. It is because, yes, this here, this is how. This is the answer. Elon Musk happens to be the individual that's doing it. So it isn't about Elon Musk so much that is praiseworthy. It is about the behavior. It's about the reaction. It's about how to deal with these people and individuals. And Elon Musk does deserve praise for it, especially if he's not conservative. Because if you are conservative in this country, if you are a Trump supporter in this country, of course you're going to dislike the left trying to shut you up because we're the victims, right? It's one of the reasons I think it's so important to really embrace 
when somebody who isn't the ideological target also pushing back because that's how we grow the army of people pushing back. As conservatives, as Trump supporters, as Republicans in this current environment, yeah, of course we don't like the silencing. We don't like the canceling. We don't like the intimidation because we're the recipients of it. And Elon Musk also is, but it's not because he's a conservative. It's because he's not being obedient as a leftist or liberal, whatever you want to characterize him as. I mean, you know, he's the point is he's not being obedient. And instead of doing what oftentimes people on the left will do, and that is issue an apology. You see this in Hollywood all the time, where somebody will send out a tweet in Hollywood pushing back against something uh, that is a little bit crazy, and the left will trip over themselves in order to tell them how awful and wrong they are and try and start the cancel mob, and they can't fast enough apologize uh, that they realize they have a lot of learning to do, uh, that they did not mean to, um, you know, uh, dismiss people's truths that aren't their own. You know, all of the crap that, that you hear, the apologies that come. Yeah, like, oh, you, you knew this was coming. And, and that's generally how the left... When they mess up and say something out of line, they become obedient once again. So these instances in which you do have somebody like, again, a Dave Chappelle, and I'm sure there are a few other examples that, you know, that kind of pop up. But in this example, Elon Musk, that are not conservative ideologically. They aren't these massive Trump supporters, though. There may be instances in which they're like, no, Trump is right in this and he's right on that, but not right on this and that. But they're not ideologically on the right. When they stand up, we should really celebrate that. We should definitely celebrate it. And it, it doesn't mean that. Elon Musk is this great constitutionalist conservative. Uh, It's also part of the same reason that I think somebody like RFK Jr. should not, when he has ideas that aren't crazy, and when he pushes back against some of the, the crazy idea, that he should also, that the fact that his understanding of things when they are correct, those should really be highlighted and celebrated as well. It doesn't mean that you love RFK Jr. It doesn't mean that you think he'd be the best president in the world. It doesn't mean that you think he's conservative. It just means that, hey, when somebody who's a lefty stands up for what is right, that's when we should come together. And um, in anyway, the reason that I I wanted to note on that is because someone... Or a number of people, you know, noting that, hey, Musk, he's not a conservative. And, you know, of course, he takes all sorts of subsidies. He, he is more than willing to work with China. Um, he has no problem whatsoever. Uh, yeah. I mean, these are, in my assessment, extreme flaws. They are not character traits of somebody who has the same belief in liberty and freedom that I do. And, and you know, just a number of other areas. But when when he's right, he's right. And I think that we should recognize it because, listen, here is an individual that to me 
is demonstrating this is the key. This is the magic formula of hopefully ridding our society of this approach that the left takes of trying to force compliance on Americans. And I, I, I just think when somebody, regardless of their political ideology, um, says and demonstrates they have the magic key, they're like, oh, that's the magic key. We should really, really focus on that. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. If you're going to be in the market for a new vehicle soon, before you sign on that red line, I recommend that you check out Avis, the car rental company's long-term rental program. Now, the long-term rental program was created to give you that longer test drive than what the dealership offers, and that really allows you to get a feel for a vehicle before you make that commitment of purchasing it. You know, you're able to put the car seats in the car, use the trunk space, all that good stuff. And the best part about the long-term rental program is if you get into a vehicle and you realize it doesn't have enough space or it's just not working out, you can swap out vehicles every couple of months if you wish to do so. Now, if you want more information on the program or you just want to check out some of the uh, current long-term inventory, you can swing by the Avis shop. It's located here in Springfield off of Fort and Sunshine. And make sure to ask for Lauren. In the meantime, you can find all of the contact information for Avis under the Sarah's Endorsements tab at KSGF All right, let's hit uh, a few of your Musk-referenced text messages in the American Transmissions Talk and Text Line. Uh, Why the left goes after Elon Musk, even though a moderate liberal libertarian, but is no longer longer, uh, left. Uh, but after Trump, with all of his money, he's probably the biggest threat to cultural commies. Another saying, uh, Musk is no conservative, but he is a free speech advocate that's very much needed. Um, I, I, this is probably one of the best uh, lines regarding Elon Musk, characterizing him. Uh, Elon Musk has the most fu money of anybody in the world, so he can so he can do this, and yeah. it's glorious. Yeah. I mean, that is that, that's that, a really that, good way to put that it. is fu money. I mean, that yeah, it is. And where you hey, I don't, you know, F-U, I don't care, I don't care. Uh, Elon is a genius when it comes to handling mainstream media. You should look up the interview at Tesla. Uh, when he quoted the Princess Bride mo- movie, it's painfully awkward, but it's a win for Elon. Uh, yeah, I don't remember that. Perhaps I have not seen it or read about it. Uh, all right, so those are some of your messages there. Now, uh, I, I got talking a little bit longer on that because of some of your text messages that came in. So uh, we still will have the brilliant mind of Kamala Harris to share with you before the show's end. Uh, I want to remind you that tomorrow, big day, it's the biggest, busiest day of the year that we have annually. We kick it off with a hero's breakfast at Scramblers, if you're a veteran, as we broadcast live uh, at Scramblers. Come by and get yourself free breakfast. That thanks to uh, Scramblers, of course, Delta Roofing, Air Services, Heating, Cooling, Plumbing, and Electrical, and also Serenity Honors. Then after that, we're going to head over to Corwin Ford of Springfield and Republic, and we are going to be picking up a vehicle that they provide every year for us to travel around the area, hitting local businesses and talking with folks at those businesses, oftentimes the business owners themselves, just about maybe some great Christmas ideas, get your brain a thinking there a little bit as this is a time of year we're very busy and 
And you're like, oh, gosh, yeah, i got to figure out what to get for so-and-so. So maybe with the variation of items that we have throughout the day, that will jog your mind a bit. We will hit uh, just to name some of the locations for you, Quick Draw Gun in Monette, uh, Wonders of Wildlife, Ming Auto Beauty Center, High V. Uh, we will hit Just For Him, and we will hit Aviary Cafe. And did I miss anyone? I was trying to think. I got. I, don't I think, think you that did. I wonder. Yeah. Did I, you say yeah. Hy-Vee? Yeah, I did okay. say Hy-Vee. And I got to tell you now. So some of these are are newer partners with us, but some of them are part. I mean, Quick Draw Gun. You hear Sarah talk about every day, and and so there is a little bit of prep involved in planning this. You know, because we we stop at every location throughout the day tomorrow. And part of that is to do a Facebook Live. So, we, you know, we got to make sure ahead of time, hey, we're going to be here, here. So that way we have somebody to talk to, usually the business owner. And I always know it, but when we just getting together and planning this stuff out with with some of our partners that are the business owners, they're just such fantastic people. I just love that they're a part of our community as a whole and, of course, the KSGF community. And I just wanted to mention that, that we're just so, so, so very blessed to have that sort of community and excited to be able to bring much of that to you tomorrow. And then we'll wrap it all up at Retro Metro, uh, four to six. It is our KSGF happy hour Christmas party with you. Every item that we bring to you throughout the day, uh, we'll have for one giant giveaway. One person will win just by stopping by tomorrow at Retro Metro, our happy hour four to six. And of course, huge thank you to Foreman Mechanical Heating and Cooling for sponsoring the entire event once again this year. Hey, also, don't forget tomorrow, if you have the KSGF app, you will get an alert in the afternoon about a Godfather's Pizza deal. They do deliver. Uh, and that deal is only going to be announced uh, through the KSGF app. So you want to have that. It's usually around 4 in the afternoon, sometimes free delivery, sometimes discounted second pizza, sometimes free dessert pizza. Just It varies. And it's just one of the best pizza places you're going to find in the area. Uh, so that is something to watch out for Friday, tomorrow as well.